now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for notes on your notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I am Joshua Townsend Zellner. Josh said that slowly because that's an analogy for how quickly we got back to being on the air this year. Yes. <laughs> Normally we're right up in Adam. January, up in Adam. January, oh, that's cute. January 2nd or 3rd, but yeah. we're a week late. Um, it's now, now we're up in Joshua instead of up in Adam. We're up in Joshua. We're on the air at fucking 2 a.m. on January 1st. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy Joshua Townsend up. 2 a.m. is basically when you eat dinner, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bedtime's start, around 6 a.m. Yeah, I start thinking about better on then, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm doing a lot better with that. A lot better. Like, what's changed? Like, just hope. <laughs> Fewer tears. I, I have hope, you know, not fear. I just have hope that I can, I, you know, you know, doable action, get to bed, you know, before midnight, you know, stuff like that. Well, I was, I think I'm coming around. I want to say that I was a little judgy about this stuff, but now I think I might be taking the other end of this argument. What's that? I had always been told by um, people in the medical community and also in the alternative health community mm-hmm. that the quality of sleep you get between about 9:30 and midnight is superior to any other sleep, mm-hmm. and if you can get in rhythm with the sun rising and setting, it's a more effective way to be. But I know increasing numbers of people that just does not work for, and they are really creative and effective between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Michael Chabon wrote mo- most of his novels between t- 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. That's just what works for him. Uh, he wrote Adventures of Cavalier and Clay and a bunch of other books. Um, so I'm just beginning to be like, you know what? Like, who knows what's right? I really feel it's really a a process of self-discovery and an ongoing process of self-discovery. And, you know, before the um, invention of electricity, there was a whole, there's a whole, uh, what do you call it, Um, trackable uh, reference points to people in literature writing about, uh, what what would they call it, mid- Midnight, midnight or mid sleep or mid something like that but basically oh i remember the, these stories coming yeah. out when people claim that you weren't supposed to sleep all the way through the night you were supposed to sleep for like three four hours wake mm-hmm. up do some stuff for an hour or two and go back to sleep right and people were use that time for hyper creativity hmm. and so they would and it was a common thing where people would sleep from sunset to you know midnight ish whatever mm-hmm. that means and then they'd be up for a couple hours creating making yeah. music you know because they didn't you know they didn't have recorded music then <laughs> so they'd, they'd create music or they'd write or they'd yeah. do whatever creativity they and then they'd go back to bed or back to sleep and then they so in college i used to go to the dining hall <laughs> <laughs> i would eat like a bowl of tater tots a chicken parmesan sandwich and some mozzarella sticks and then i'd come back to the dorm room around 7 30 and then i'd sleep till about 11 exactly yeah, and then i'd exactly. study for a few hours and go back to sleep do you think that was part of my process it, it, you were <laughs> I ta- was hearkening back yes you were tapping into your a, a future past life that you know in the 1700s when <laughs> i'm so glad i'm so glad you could make it real for us adam thank you yes tater tots that's I mean, that's what I'm here to do is help mm-hmm. people with the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we're both here to do. Absolutely. <laughs> and tater tots is probably the number one implement 
tool that can help. I was thinking we could do like a Facebook ad, like, you know, those really like clickbaity ones. This one secret to unlocking your creative potential. And it's just a photo of me like drowning in tater tots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With ketchup and mustard. Uh Good idea. Um, Josh's um, phone is having a seizure right now. Yeah, it happens from time to time. But um, yeah, so what, so what we I mean is there's a flashing light. Yeah, so, so we we you <laughs> you spent a lot of mm, the holiday season worrying about us, and that's so sweet, Adam. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I mean, worry, but you know, I mean, applying yourself to I, uh, rewrote the creative workbook for all of you um, over the holidays. Um, it is has a new cover. I did a design a new cover. I got creative. Uh, I refined some of the questions. I incorporated some of the feedback that people gave me from the past year. Uh, and I like to think that every year it gets a little better. It does, because you've been doing this for... I mean, I think the really early versions of the stuff was like seven, eight years ago. Wow. But like those are just like when I do like a three-page handout. Now it's become a 15-page system. <laughs> but but what I find interesting about that is that is that you it's a natural impulse for you. In other words, no one no one like forced you to do it. You didn't have to like think about it, make a commitment, and have a thing. You you just naturally found yourself gravitating towards to doing this and mm. and being of service in this way. I like it when other people figure out what makes them happy creatively, and then start to develop a roadmap for how they can do those things. Mm-hmm. I think that. I heard a lot of ways in which I'm a service to the world. Let's be honest. <laughs> so, uh-huh. got to start somewhere. Yeah, and it, but it, what I'm saying is that it's 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 innate. It's natural to you because you didn't have to mm, think about it, make a promise to yourself. No. You know, it just sort of flowed out of you mm, effortlessly. Yeah, and it's nice with the podcast because I feel like there are more people who can. Yeah, but I mean, before when I started doing it, I was just writing it for like the eight people in the accountability and vision setting group in LA where I was doing it, you know? So I was right. just putting that stuff together for just like a small group of people who I was working with. But now it's kind of cool. And also the, the people that were next to you at the, at the booth in Denny's, yeah. you know, they're like, hi, excuse me. Do you guys want to see just this? Cause, it out. Cause I, I, I just finished this and it looks really good. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when were you? <laughs> yes. Creatively last year, <laughs> Jeremiah, the trucker shirt. Uh, yeah, no, I, I write it and it's nice because I actually keep it in a Google Doc so I can look at it every year. Mm-hmm. So it's like a live document. So I can go back like three, four years and be like, oh, three, four years ago, this is what I was thinking about. And this is what was important to me creatively. And now this is what's important to me creatively. Mm-hmm. creatively and like my perspective shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my values change sometimes. And it's more just kind of like I see the trajectory. It also makes me conscious when I look at it at a longer t- time horizon of, how um, putting some thought into what we want to accomplish on a longer time scale mm-hmm. can matter, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, delaying gratification. Uh, is except, pop- except when it comes to tater tots. The t- well, that's yeah. part of my process. <laughs> Bro, don't judge me. I don't judge your process. Hey, man. Hey, man. Tater tots is an integral part of my creative process. Yeah, when you're like on your... So it's not like emotional. rebounder drinking like vegan maca tea. Right. I don't, I don't judge you. <laughs> So it's not like emotional comfort food at that time. It's more, it's more like a, prep, a prep, preparation. I really like fried food. <laughs> Deep fried. Like once, Extra a, fried. once a year, I go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. Which is an old LA establishment. Yeah, soul food. Um, is that on Pico? 
They got a few locations. There's one on Pico. Mm-hmm. There's one on, I believe, Gower in Hollywood as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that um, deeply fried chicken does not make me more alert or creative. <laughs> if I think about that, if I'm self-aware. Okay, self-aware. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so are we going to roll? Are we going to roll through the, okay. the the latest edition? Yes. This? Okay. So the latest edition of the creative workbook for 2020 is out. It is on the Notes on Your Notes website, www.notesonyournotes.com forward slash 2020, the numbers. So you can download it. And if you wanted to, you could download it right now and play along. Yeah. Uh, and just look it on your laptop. I would suggest that if you can, you maybe even print it. You can handwrite. You could put in a, it's, you can download it as a PDF or a Word doc. So you could put in Word or Google Docs and track it. Uh, or you can listen to this episode, go download it later, and then do it at a time that's convenient for you. We're not going to do every question because that would be a little long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we're going to do some of the highlights, the greatest hits. Okay. All right. Let's so go. we open by looking at motivation and the past. So we can just sort of have, be conscious of when we were happiest and also what our priorities were looking backwards. So first question was, think back to the last year, 2019, and your, all your creative work, work, when were you happiest? And the part two of that is, what was the circumstances? Where were you? Were you working with others? What felt good about the work? We're going to look at the circumstances and where you were in the process. Sounds excellent. Okay, so are we, are we going to invite people to hit pause? Yeah, so you can go ahead and hit pause right now if you want and think about it, write it down play along with us we'll still be here okay and we're back so josh and i man that was rough that was was heavy lifting josh and i went into a trance and then josh levitated and then i Mm -hmm. knew my answer (laughs) that's because that's because adam got his answer right (laughs) i got my answer right uh joshua let's start with you okay so um what I looked into, here's, here's the interesting discovery for okay. me. The interesting discovery for me, real time, is that the um, element of, of, what was the question again? Of like, what was my greatest like fun? Like, when, when were you happiest creatively? Happiest, like, happiest. What were you, like, what, what, is yeah. the key word happy if you there? think back to your creative work last year, when were you happiest? Yeah. Inspired, connected. So yeah. Like, what was that good emotional state? Good emotional state, right. So this is what I found interesting, was that that good emotional state was inextricably intertwined with a a precondition of challenge oh isn't that so when you say a precondition of challenge you mean like you were doing something new that was pushing you out of your comfort zone it was a little challenging yeah and and yet and yet at the same time that's what produced the the moments that i recall the most right now in relationship to the most fun that's if only <laughs> if only if only that was everyone most people are like i was fun when i was drunk and it was easy and i was oh. on a beach you're like it was i was happy when it was really hard well no i'm saying as the, as the precondition for it in other words in other words like one of the most fun times i had was on my abc tour in europe but then as i went through the abc tour in my mind's eye just now i realized i was like wow that that was challenging that was challenging that was challenging and yeah. yet and yet you know i I rose to the occasion, so to speak. Do, do you think, I'm curious, do you think you remember the satisfaction and the fulfillment more than the moment of happiness? Because I wonder about this. Because sometimes when I think back, I'm like, oh, I did that and that was really great. And at the time, maybe it wasn't super pleasant, but I felt a sense of um, actualizing and yeah. fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. And, right? And so yeah. like we, 
when we do things that are hard, they're not always pleasant at the time, but they, we embed that, that in our memory in like mm-hmm. a healthy way. We mm-hmm. integrate that. Yes. I would say that spot on. Like, like one of the things was like, I noticed that I missed a train. I missed a bus. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was things. not the easiest trip. It was not the easiest trip. And yet, after those events, you know, produced some of the most interesting and fun and delightful times, you know, um, cre- creatively for me during that trip. So yeah. that's what, that was my moment of discovery as I uh, heard your question. And so that for those listeners who are new, Josh went to Europe to teach last year mm-hmm. in uh, Copenhagen, Berlin and Amsterdam Mm -hmm. and it was a it was a pretty big undertaking to like book a teaching tour in Europe and Mm -hmm. connect with all these new communities Mm -hmm. so it's a pretty massive uh, uh, undertaking yeah it was the ABC tour ABC ABC, Amsterdam Berlin and Copenhagen Copenhagen. and then I also went to Aus and then the other our element two more elements uh, for me uh, was I worked with uh, an amazing author um, artist creative her name is Laura Davis and um, she uh, finished her book um, wholehearted, and for the last year and a half, I worked with her, and um, we we completed our our creative time on that project together, and I was reviewing that, and yeah, they, those are again one of the most challenging times in terms of like really working. You know, when I say work hard, I don't mean like you know, you know uh, like really digging deep um, for whatever I needed to unearth uh, to be of help uh, for her creative process. And, and that was part and parcel of the greatest joy. Yeah. Um, and so yet again, there's that theme. And then the, um, the, the, the straight up fun one was, was just meeting Harold. <laughs> Harold. Harold. Original Beans, Harold uh, from Berlin. And, you know, all the things that ensued from, from that uh, wonderful happen chance, grace-filled uh, meeting. And, and a bunch of other podcasts that I, you nice. know, that I think fond, fondly. Yeah. So for Valentine's Day last year, we did an episode with uh, one of the founders of Original Beans, the artisanal cacao chocolate maker. And um, we talked about his, the chocolate making process and the creativity. And Josh found Harold. <laughs> Unearthed yes. Harold, the gem. Yes. yes. At Air Wands, at Air Wands in Venice, uh, okay. on Venice Boulevard. You know what just happened? Mm. I felt like I needed one thing in this, yeah. and you gave me total permission to talk about more than one thing. Oh yeah, this is this is like an opening because only because I had more than one thing did I start to recognize this thing of of challenge and and the most fun. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I saw that as a pattern. So yeah. so I don't want to sound too like educated here now, Adam, but I want to say, Evu, Evu, you are the our man in Europe. <laughs> When you were in Europe, I wish I, I was like thinking back to my old days in uh, network television news. Uh-huh. I just wanted like a live shot, uh-huh. like you standing in front of like Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. Uh-huh. We go now to Joshua Townsend live in Berlin. Josh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. The Germans are they creative? Yes or no? <laughs> That's a great one. Um, okay, they're precise. So the answer for me is when was I? Uh, what was my sort of happiest creatively last yeah, year? Yeah. Uh, a few different things came up. Uh, the first was in February at the end of, uh, I did a week long retreat with others at, uh, with a lovely Anne Randolph and Kwai. Mm. And uh, at the end of it, we do a show for the local community. And I was really scared to do that bit that I did on the story. I don't say we had like six minutes uh, maybe I had seven and, um, I decided to do something for my personal life, which is extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. 
and I was pretty, and there was some um, intimate content, and I was, <laughs> I was uh, uh, extremely nervous and terrified about doing it. And the audience was a mix of like people who had been writing together and in a really open space, like mm-hmm. my peers in the workshop, and then just locals from Princeville, which is a retirement community basically. So let's just say on the older end of the demographic. Um, so they were in the first row, the mm-hmm. oldies, uh, and. Let's just say I did it and they just looked at me like um, they didn't want to get too close. <laughs> like, wow. But, I, you know, it's like, when were you happiest? I just remember looking up and seeing um, three of the women who were in, in the retreat workshop just mm-hmm. laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. And I remember like that's the memory I have is like I took this risk and then like these people laughed mm-hmm. and they thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good memory. Okay. It's weird because the way you remember, we talked just about the way you remember things is not necessarily the way you experience them. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that was good. And I, I actually went, came back, did a version of that story on stage yeah. Yeah, yeah. in late March yeah. at the fanatic salon. Um, so you cropped out the front row, basically you just sort of like edited that out of your memory. You got a more, uh, yeah. culturally appropriate <laughs> for the second show. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, um, Joshua, you actually helped me with this a mm. lot. Mm. Um, I have been working on an audio documentary for a little while mm. and I needed to cut like a promotional, like a trailer a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's an audio documentary about the blind and, um, I had needed to do it for a long time and I eventually cut it and it just felt good to go through the tape and mm-hmm. it's interviews I'd done like two years ago and, and just really start to like, a lot of people I know do this. It's like we do recordings and stuff and then it sits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a big difference between gathering footage and editing footage mm-hmm. and delivering. <laughs> yeah, delivering. <laughs> I still haven't even done the last, but, um, I cut like a five minute trailer. Josh gave me a couple rounds of notes. was really wonderful. Made it so much better. It just felt good to do something with that. I still am in process. This is not done, but it felt good to like say, okay, and I love audio documentary work. I love audio period. So those are the two things. The one final thing that came up is I did a, in July, I did a, uh, a drawing, like a visioning drawing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can do, write down your goals and your visions for the future, but a lot of people like to work visually mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And I just did some drawings. They weren't even representational um about like how i wanted to feel around my create creative work around my health around, and it's interesting i remember looking at them ap- i kept them on my desk for about six weeks uh when i came back from Kauai, and uh just remember looking at them and having like a, a resonance like oh that's it what, what colors were there uh they were like green and blue and uh yeah a lot of greens and blues i think there were some oranges any shapes, any predominant shapes or, any, or a, a sense of... There was like a vague cloud. I mean, I, I draw like a three-year-old, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, as one would imagine. So that was... Yes, those were the shapes. Um, it was really just like drawing what I'd want my health to be, drawing what I want my creative life to be. Nice. Yeah. So that was good. There's a girl named Marina, uh, and she's from Esalen, and she does, you know, creative work, you know, like with art therapy right, and well, stuff like art that. Therapy, like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we should put a, a link to her work, because okay. she's, she's amazing. We'll put a link to her work. Yeah, in our show notes. Show notes. Yeah. So so are we complete with this? Do we, I think yeah, we're going to, okay. I feel like I'm at Cafe Gratitude. 
Are we complete? I am, I'm going to have the I am complete. I am complete with followed by. Okay. Next part of the workbook is we're going to look at our biggest creative challenge in 2019. And we're also going to look at what you learned from it, what you learned about your creative process from the challenge, and then what skills and resources did you access to get through it. So you don't have to answer all those right now, but I want the reason we do this is just to see where in our process um, things are getting difficult and also how we're dealing with them with zero judgment, which is super important. So um, it's important that we just learn um, so that we don't repeat mistakes and also so we we always are going to have challenges in our creative work. And it's more a question of like how do we deal with them in a smart way, in a way that summons resources, that gets support, um, and if we need to adjust how we're dealing with those challenges, uh, then we need to adjust it. So I want, I guess what I'm asking everyone to do is just to be non-judgmental and a little gentle with themselves as they do this one. So the thing that comes up for me as you share this is this element of most people have this thing of if this, then that, if this happens, then I'll, and then I won't be challenged anymore. Or yeah. I'll be challenged, but it'll be challenges that I enjoy because right. I'll be... Rrr, rrr. And I honestly, I don't believe that. I don't see that. <laughs> and I've never heard anyone tell me that. Yeah. So I really feel like part of this is, is, is a dismantling of this illusion, of this uh, fantasy. Um, and the, the only thing that you get when you get more success is you get more responsibilities. You, sure, you get more choices, more opportunities, but then you also have to have... Have to have you are accessing parts of you where you need to be able to tap into your intuition so that you can make the healthiest, most creative choices, yeah. which are foundational things that hopefully everyone is working with today. Yeah, absolutely. So, so can you roll that out a, 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 like mm, again one more time so we can start seeing it not from a mm, from a, a adversarial position, but from uh, an opening position? Sure. Yeah. I think the way I think about this is how do I look back at where I was challenged so that I can see the positive that I took, the positivity in, in me, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. what was, what are the internal and external resources I, I am able to access mm -hmm. so that if I have other creative challenges, I can go back and look at them. Does that make sense? It does. I feel like I'm, it not, does. I feel like I'm missing something for you. Give, give me an example of that, of that resource that you pulled up uh, for last year. Okay, so like last year, I remember for me, and I, yeah. it was so interesting. I was I was trying to figure out what it was for you. Mm -hmm. um, what was your greatest challenge? And I must I don't have notes on it. Mm -hmm. um, but in 2018, one of the things that came up for me was just lack of focus and a lot of um, some, just some up and down in my in my personal life. Okay, and that was not what I expected it to be when I answered that question, but it was something that came up that I wanted to be mindful of in terms of impacting my creativity mm -hmm. and my creative focus. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we can talk about how I dealt with it and not dealt with it and what I needed to do better. And I think just going through that process has actually impacted how I conduct my life a little bit in terms of really not letting that stuff get to my creative work. Meaning I make choices to mm -hmm. create more calm in my personal life now. Ah, okay. So that because I know now that it can be create a challenge to my creative work. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so the conflict is, the conflict is 
challenging, let's just say challenging personal relationships. Is that yeah. Or for a lot of people, it's their biggest creative challenge is they feel really stuck on this script they're writing and they felt it's really bad. And then they got some notes and they shut down and they stopped working on it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that can be one example. Another example could be like, I lost my studio space for my art practice and now I have nowhere to do anything. You know, like the things that happen or I was really excited to be in this gallery and all of a sudden they pulled the show at the last minute. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have these things that can come up. Right. And then the question is like, what did you learn from that? And what, what is the, you know, the healthiest way to deal with all those things? So in my case, the healthiest way for me was to be like, okay, I'm going to be mindful about this and I'm going to simplify that, that those choices I make. So I'm just really going to choose really to have people in my life that are going to create calm rather than volatility, you know, like those Mm -hmm. sorts of things, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to the extent that we can. Right. I mean, we're all evolving. We're all learning. We all have finite amount of resources internally and externally. Yeah. And then to work with those resources as as best we can so that one of the things I I work with on a daily basis is this thing of um, myself, I will always, I'll have a habit of pushing away the thing that I don't want. Mm. And um, a lot of times that thing that I don't want is also part of, of, uh, of my learning curve. And so what I'm doing my best to do is to include it, to include the thing I don't want, uh, whatever that is, and, or I don't want to experience, and to say yes to it and to say, okay, what can I learn from this so that it can take its proper place, whatever that means. It, it can take a certain... I don't expend any, let me say it this way. I'm not expending any energy pushing something away. I'm including it with what I'm working with. And then I, I continually to, I continue to expand. So can you, I I know that's great. Give an example. Can you give me an example? Well, like to go back to that thing about, because we just talked about earlier, which is, you know, missing my train in Germany. Right. Right. So I could either push that experience away or I could say, okay, I missed my train. Now I need to expand my resources. I'm not going to allow missing train to occupy 90% of my consciousness. I'm going to allow it to take up 10% of my consciousness and to take action and to get more resources. Right. So that I'm working, I'm working with I'm, ah, here we go. I'm working with the obstacle in order to help me move forward as opposed to stopping my energy at the obstacle and focusing on the obstacle and giving all my energy to the obstacle. And then I have no time or energy left to deal with a positive way. So what was the, do you remember the choice you made that was healthy in that situation? So you, you make the choice, the, the psychic choice to say, look, I'm not allowing this to occupy. I'm going to expand. I'm not going to go to this place of, oh my God, I missed my train. Now my whole trip's ruined. Nothing's yeah, going to yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to go down that road, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, Adam. That's good. <laughs> right? Yeah. I go, I, I go, I accept that I missed my train. Yeah. The, that fact is a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. And nothing, no amount of blame, shame, or regret is right. going to change that. I accept that. It doesn't really make a difference what circumstances were involved in me missing the train at this point. What's most important is 
let's get the hell out of Berlin or you know, right, right. You know, let's get the next train. So now I go to take action as opposed to sitting there. Why does this always happen to me? You know, mach- yeah. you know, all that layered stuff, which really in that moment has no value. I, later I can review it if I want yeah, yeah. and look for deeper gold. But in that moment, in the same way, I feel like with, with artistic creative choices, it's like sometimes someone gives you a note or I give someone a note or however it goes, and then they have resistance and they push back about it and you go, you always do this to me. Why are you doing this to me? It's like, why not just take what's being offered and work with it and keep going as opposed to letting that obstacle be the, the stopping point? It absorbs energy that could go towards what I want to create. What you want to create. I, I totally agree. I think it's a complicated question that we've kind of, this is kind of an alley we're going down, which is that, and I'm glad you, you bring it up because for some people, there's a lot of practices involved in getting your mind to a state where you deal really healthily with all the challenges, mm-hmm. right? It creates, you know, you have to learn to communicate well, you've got to learn to eat well, you have to learn to take care of yourself. You have to put yourself in a state to make these decisions, to put your brain in a point to point it in and it can take years it can happen in a week it can, you know whatever it is yes. you know because some people are listening i'm sure are like what are you talking about like you can't just like when you're triggered and you're off in that la la land i can't just decide and josh is going to say of course you can and i and i think it's somewhere in between i think there are times where you just say you know what i'm going this way i'm not going to nothing ever works out for Joshua. This whole trip in Europe was a terrible idea. <laughs> it's what a waste of money. Oh my God. I'll never make it. I'll yeah, never, yeah, gonna never make it. Whatever. Yeah. You know, but I think that you being able to say, you know what? I accept I missed my train. This is just part of my experience right now. Mm-hmm. What's the healthiest choice that's going to get me out of Berlin? <laughs> okay. What do I need to do? Take yeah. a bus, take yeah. a taxi. What's it going to cost? Okay. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Um, I think with you, my suspicion it, it, is that it, your ability to do that as an out, it, it, in, in a sense, also use it as a creative opportunity. Because what you just, the reason why I'm saying this right now is because you, what you said, it's like all of a sudden I have a creativity now. I go, I could take a, I could take a bus. I could yeah. take a different train. I could take a bus and a train. I could take a cab that would take me to the bus that I, I mean, to the train that I already missed. And all of a sudden, I'm like working with possibility. What about that guy I met in Copenhagen? Who yeah, had, who had a rocket-propelled backpack? I could take that. <laughs> Let me call him. <laughs> I know. I'll call Harold. Harold wants to pick me up. Harold has a hovercraft and <laughs> resources, a hot air balloon. Um, yeah, it's about tapping into resources. Okay, so can I ask you? Yes. Can we go back to the workbook and I can ask you what yes. was your biggest creative challenge in 2019? We can edit out this pause right now. I'm teasing. Um, no, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, uh, greatest work. I think I feel like this is a regret. Is okay. it just regret? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, um, not taking enough ch- enough risks. Yeah. So maybe I would frame it as um, being too risk averse, and, and that was a challenge for you personally. Is like you wanted to do some of these other things, but you felt like you weren't. I didn't take enough risks. Didn't take yeah. enough risks. But I love how you put it into like you know um, financial parlay. You know, <laughs> risk you're, averse. You're risk-averse. <laughs> well, I'm trying to put it in point. Like, yeah. well, I want to make it personal in the sense of like, yeah, yeah, like it's good. Some people feel like their their point of view on risk aversion is great. Like, I I have safe and I'm comfortable. And your perspective is I could be more expanding and out in the world, and it's a challenge for me sometimes because sometimes I. Yeah. Don't always. I take a step back from that risk. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. That's normal. Forg- forgive me, father. Forgive me, father. Right. I mean, you don't want to collapse on your um, So to take it to the next step, I might ask you, because I don't know, like I, I, I can point I, to some, other times where you did take risks. Because like I feel like, I, yeah, but I feel like it, it's, I mean, that's yes, yes. And uh-huh. I feel like, I feel like in the biggest, in the bigger picture of the year, or just in general, I feel like I don't take enough risks. I feel like I, healthy or unhealthy doesn't make a difference right. to me, or perceived healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, you know, I could, yeah, I, I, I can feel it on the inside okay. that it's true. So, you know, sometimes listening to you, I'm like, we don't even have to take it a step further. Like, yeah. we can just know that you're mindful of that. Because I think your mindfulness yeah. around that opens the door to the next time it comes up. You're like, should I do this or not do this? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a risk. It's gonna cost time and money and or whatever the yeah. whatever the objection is. But I think your mindfulness around it would probably maybe create an opening to like, well, maybe I can do this part of it. Like, you know, maybe I can do some of it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the next question would be like, well, okay, well, what what inner resources do you summon to deal with that part of yourself? Or external resources. Yeah, well, the, what's what's interesting that, you know, because of the classic things that we talk about are time and money, and I honestly don't feel in my heart of hearts that my risk aversion is connected to time or money. I really feel like it's it's more of like a... Um, hmm. Sort of like patterns. It's more, more about patterns than actual time slash money, because I know in my heart of hearts that it's, I never run out of money. I run out of intention. I never run out of time. I run out of intention. And because of that, and I know that through my life experience, is that since that's off the table now as, an, as a possible excuse, is that it's about focus of intention. It's about making choices. It's about breaking patterns. So would, you, would it be true to say, if I ask you the question, um, what skills and resources did you access to get through the challenge or to think about it in that would it be true to say that your capacity at times, not all the time to be clear and focused in your intentions, hundred percent clear is how you deal with that. Sometimes that part of yourself that doesn't want to take a risk. Yes. Okay. That's good. That that was a really full yes, right? That was a good yes. No, it was what Josh would say. It was uh, what was the inner life behind the, the <laughs> yeah. line of dialogue? Yeah, because because that, that that yes was like one of the best yeses I've ever said. It was like really rich. It had a lot of inner <laughs> life. It was you know, was, you know, but that's tracking the inner life of the character. That wasn't just like if it was a script, I'd go yes. But no, I went. You know, that feels true for you, Joshua. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, I was but, doing both. I was doing both, both. the performance <laughs> and the writing in that moment. <laughs> But yeah, mm-hmm, it does. Um, but it tr- I really appreciate what you're bringing up, Adam, which is this thing of, of what resources, since time and money, which are the, yeah. in, in my opinion, are the illusion. The illusion. Um, since those are off the table now, uh, what resources am I, am I going to summon from, from the inside, which is more like grit and stamina and perseverance. And I feel like patience, I feel like patience I have, you know, you're extremely patient. Yeah, I'm, I'm relatively healthy in that world. Um, but maybe I, I need to look at that. I, I need to look at like what grit, I think, I feel like grit is a good one for me to work with. Yeah, and I don't think you're, I, I think always we can work with like that, just taking the step. You know, mm-hmm. the, you talk about the pattern mm-hmm. of like, I'll take this step and the world will not fall apart. 
you know, that sort yeah. of perspective. Yeah. The world will be okay. I will be okay. I can trust this. Um, and, you know, rehabituation, mm-hmm. you know, is something you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, the intention is not to psychoanalyze people. It's to sort of just to ask, to see where it is, you know. Sometimes I'm always surprised when I ask this question of myself, what comes up. So what comes up when I say to you, you know... What this, was my biggest creative challenge last year? Yeah, and what resources... And, and the resource... I think I feel like you really tap into something big when you ask the... The, sec, the, the, the resources? The, the follow-up to that, yeah. So there were many creative challenges last year, but, you know, the thing that... You know, it's so interesting for me. The thing that always often comes up in this category is lifestyle more than anything. So the thing that came up, my biggest creative challenge in 2019, and it was a strength and a weakness, was just the movement moving around. So I spent uh, a few months in Kauai. Mm-hmm. I gave up my our old studio. Mm-hmm. So then I had to come back from Kauai, get readjusted, mm-hmm. was living in two different places. like, And that moving around was a challenge for my creativity at some points it was supportive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kauai was and and it was a conscious choice to do all this this was a conscious right. choice going back to the end of 2018 i knew that i wanted to spend some time outside of los angeles it to be fed in another way uh, i'm extremely grateful that an opportunity arose arose for me to go to hawaii mm-hmm. and i've acknowledged in retrospect that it also in some ways challenged my creativity because i noticed that and it wasn't really Hawaii so much. It was right. some of the other, it was the resettlement when I got back from Hawaii right. was really sort of up and down. Mm-hmm. Could I have dealt with it better? Of course. In hindsight, it's 2020. But it, it was more just, yeah, like this was the first time I would say in a while where I really saw clearly like, oh, there's really a cost. There's really a cost to doing this, Adam. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's kind of what I was, the awareness I had. Okay, so so yes. I, I I got it. I, I I got the impression. So there's there's upward spirals and downward spirals. There's when you when you create something, you're putting something together, mm-hmm. and then when you put something together, there's also a period of deconstruction right after that. The shedding, the eliminating, the editing, whatever you want to call it, but it's a de something before you can recreate it again from its uh, to a higher octave to a higher level. And what I'm hearing you say is that part of this process for you, which is expansion contraction, which was an expansion when you went to Hawaii, which is, you know, right on. And when you came back, you went through a, a deconstruction or a contraction or a, I mean, and that period is also just as valid. It's like you can't have one without the other in terms of the natural world. Now, how long and how healthy yeah. and all those other things, those are other considerations. Look, it's... But I don't want you to like... I yeah, don't, let, I, me re, let me recontextualize yeah. it to make it clean. My time in Hawaii was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I have enormous gratitude. I mm-hmm. still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I emceed my first live storytelling show there with some wonderful people. I hey now. connected to the water there. I met mm-hmm. someone. It was a positive experience. Yes. And when you talk about coming back and breaking down... Mm-hmm. Um, The more transitions you give yourself, the more time you're going to need for transition. And Mm -hmm. you have to just, I just have asked myself like, okay, I have to figure out, like one of of the learnings was simply, I need a better transition system. Mm -hmm. Like the transition system when I had come back was just not good. Mm -hmm. It was like, 
here for a bit, there for a bit, who mm-hmm. wants to help me out. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't healthy after a while. I mean, look, it was fine. I still got work done. Yeah. But it was like, I just had a noticing like, huh, like, you know, it's like this wasn't optimal. Mm-hmm. This wasn't. And this probably wasn't the only creative challenge last year. This is the first thing that popped in my head. It's top of mind now because I'm finally sorting this out, mm-hmm. you know, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of resources, you were hugely helpful, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because you spent time with me saying, OK, well, what's the clear intention? What do you need? What's mm-hmm. the environment? Mm-hmm. We fit, you know, that was super helpful. That, you know, what's the environment you need to be stable, to be creative, to be healthy? Like what's, you know, mm-hmm. what does this environment look like? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. But I appreciate like what you're saying about like, we don't want to look at these as like negative. It was more like, this is the experience I chose. And in any creative expedition, there are going to be different phases. Wow. That was really well said. Yes. It's not all like, this was awesome and I was yeah, doing a show in this cool new place, you know, yeah. come back and now it's someplace else mm-hmm. and it's more complicated. Yeah. So, um, we're going to go on to our final. So I, you, so you yeah, I just want to say one more thing about this, which is I feel like what we're saying ultimately is the creative life is going to have periods of, of creation and, and decreation yeah <laughs> and to be allowing for both and not to not not to say that the decreation period uh doesn't feel good or that it can be longer than one wants or it can be shorter than one wants or whatever but to allow space for that in the same way that we allow space for the for the the, the building of something there's also a a, a reformation yeah absolutely like and like from that difficult transitional period came a new environment for to be, me to yeah. be in, which I'm optimistic could be super healthy. Yeah. And maybe I had mm-hmm. to go through that up and down to reach the understanding like, oh my God, this is really important to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. These, you know, maybe I had to go through that to find that understanding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't. I mean, I think to your point about Berlin, it's like, it's not helpful to push it away and say this was all negative. Right. 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 So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. So this is the third step and we're just going to, um, this is going to be the final step of today's episode. We're going to do is we're going to do part two of the book next week. So tune in. I like that. Really, really string it out there. I like that, (laughs) Adam. That's nice. Um, Actually, Josh, I just got tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't really get tired as much as like, there's just too much material. Yeah. Uh, but, um, this final one is about giving yourself credit and just acknowledging what your goals were in 2019 and what you achieved. Um, and just listing three, three things that you accomplished last year. Um, this might be a good time for us to look back on what our goals were for the year. Yeah. To resurrect those. Let's, let's resurrect them. Um, and then the second part of this is just to ask what actions you took to make these achievements happen. Mm -hmm. And then what beliefs aided you in reaching these goals. Oh, I love your follow-up questions. They're, they're just, follow up. they're so enlivening and, All right. and helpful. So your 2019 goals mm-hmm. as you articulate, and um, this is not everything, everyone. Just, this is just what Josh said on the show last year. Josh accomplished right. Right. and did like a million things this year because he's a highly productive person. Uh, but in 2019, when we sat here last year, you said you wanted to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. 
for two weeks, connect with new communities and go to three cities, mm -hmm. which you did. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And you wanted to teach in three more U.S. cities. Mm -hmm. Your um, process work. Yeah, I, I I went to one other U.S. city, and all the other U.S. cities I went to were repeats. So yeah, I so. want to say you were hard, you were um, give, did not give yourself any credit for the fact that you taught in a number of cities you just had taught in before right yeah 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 because, but th th that was my thing but but just in general just so you know that like when you when you just bridge this topic about giving myself credit there's a huge amount of emotional life that came up for me tell me more thank you doctor um yeah it's just that thing of just like wow giving myself credit is like you know it's it's a challenge it's a challenge and you know it's really good to hear that it's good to hear it from you and then it's good to feel what i feel on the inside and it's like no it's not enough right yeah yeah, yeah. and so um you know so i could you know say you know so anyway so you know and then it also has to do with intention because it's see this is what i this is what i find challenging adam is this thing of like check the box mm. because i don't want to do i don't want to reduce it to check the box because then life becomes mechanical but at the same time, I still want to set the goals that I want to set the goals and then to do them in an authentic, real way. So could I have taught in two other cities in the United States? Yes. Did I? No. Um, why didn't I? Well, I could say, well, I didn't have enough intention, which clearly is what happened. I didn't intend it strongly enough because uh, I could have made it happen, right? But at the same time, I also don't want to do it where I'm just ticking the box. It needs to come from an organic place in me. So there you go. And that's not to ta let myself off the hook of saying I was going to do three cities and only doing one. It's it's not that. Yeah. It's well, let me say a few things. Yeah, yeah. This is extremely common. Mm -hmm. People have a hard time um, giving themselves credit mm -hmm. to, to respond to the first thing. You're resistant. You felt the emotion. Mm -hmm. um, we can always create a longer list of things to do mm -hmm. and goals. Mm -hmm. And we can always then either get them all done and feel good maybe mm -hmm. or we could not do some of them and then self-flagellate mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is not the point so i don't need a hair shirt anymore yeah, you don't need yeah. to, <laughs> i don't need a hair shirt anymore. you don't need to i think that some things i hear you say is like well if i didn't do it then the clarity of my intention was not there right mm -hmm. so um and i think there's also room for balance like to say i think what is hard for people like you and i'm in the same category is like some people look at this and be like man you taught in europe mm -hmm. you had no very little previous connections there you mm -hmm. set up the whole trip mm -hmm. like 99 percent of people cannot do that and you did it right mm -hmm. yeah amazing and like the fact that you didn't expand your u.s teaching by that much mm -hmm. Who cares, right? Right. right. So that's one per perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. The other perspective is, I, man, I'm just, I never get it done. I set these goals. I don't meet them. Right. 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 And I would ask you, what is the helpful perspective for you to have that's going to feel the best? I feel like, I feel like what, I feel like what's going to be really helpful for this coming year is, is holding, holding the visions and then doing active check-ins with myself, you know, every th three months or thereabouts yeah. and and revising and making the revive the revisions <clears throat> just as real and just as uh, solid as the first times and allowing space for me to change and say you know what you know what because like right now I'm, I'm i'm also feeling like um i'm feeling like i i have a desire to deepen my my commitment to to uh, working here in the los angeles area 
Right. And so that's different than last year. So so it's not an annual thing we're doing. We need to pulsate on a <clears throat> on a moment to moment basis or month to month or you know uh, giving giving uh, our considerations time to flower. And if they don't flower, to to what do I need to trim back? Yeah, so, I think it, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the word that comes to mind is flexibility. Flexibility. And I think you bring it up. It's like it's kind of weird looking at your last year goal because it's like, for all I know, you decided in July. You know what? Or even in April, my focus is Europe. I have mm-hmm. commitments to teach in the U.S. They're enough for me right now. I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. My intention is to expand overseas. Things have changed for me. Right. Yeah, and to accept that and allow that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so. Okay. Um, yeah, let's check in on mine. Yeah, and you, Evu. Did I get it right there? Did yeah. I check in with your emotional life? You. Oh, yeah. The emotional content was feeling like you yeah. shouldn't give yourself credit. Right. That's interesting. Okay. It's one of my challenges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, it's so funny. I was. <laughs> So you we know we, we, you know how go, I experience it we, we can go to Gracias Madre, the margaritas on me. Just let's, yeah, let's just go get crazy on the yeah. vegan yeah. vegan tip. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say, Adam? No, no, no. Like in real time, what I experience is as soon as I do anything that has like is good, mm-hmm. it's just like I immediately am thinking about the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's what I experience it as. Like mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, you you finished?" Like, and I'm like, oh, "I gotta go to work on this." You know, like it doesn't even like. It doesn't even like touch sides. Mm. You know what I'm talking? I don't know yeah. if other people have that, but like I've had to, it, I've worked a little bit on it with like trying to celebrate when I've done something. Yeah. I don't, it's not natural to me. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a twin to the gratitude list. Mm. So gratitude list is like, what are you thankful for? Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who asked me to do this the end of last year, he said, you know, there's something else called an ownership list. And I was like, what that, what's that? And I did it for like a week. Mm-hmm. He asked me to do it. Um, an ownership list is everything you did that was um, like good, that you're proud of for the day. And it's a weird thing to do it on a day-to-day basis because you have to pick really small things. Like I had to pick like, instead of getting impatient with my mom, I told her a joke and she laughed instead. Right. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. you really have to take ownership of, and some of it was like actual, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like edited the podcast, wrote a scene for a script. Like some of it was actual things. I was like work productive outcome. But Mm -hmm. like a lot of it was like, I took someone I cared about out to dinner, you know, like some of it was, and those are things I don't think about for like, I don't even think of them as a good thing. Like right. they're just like, that's right. what I'm supposed to do. Right. Like, yeah. or I don't even, I don't even want to put myself out like an altar boy. It's more like, like, <laughs> I don't even, it's not even in my consciousness that that's something I would sit down and be like, right. I Like I accomplished something. I did something like, um, but I will say it, it was an interesting practice for me because it was like, I felt, I, I, I did feel better. I, all I can say is I did feel better when I did it. Right. For, I the, felt like, for, for the week you did it. Yeah, for yeah. the week I did it. <laughs> Can't do that too long. <laughs> Have but you ever done one of those? I, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought you were going to go down another road. What do you think what? I was going to do? I thought you were going to do like, you know, curses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. But yeah, but that's really nice. So what, what can you own? What can I, what did I accomplish? It also tracks. Because back. when I think of you, mm-hmm. 
Sorry. Oh, go ahead. In my experience with you, you do like a, you're extremely generous and mm-hmm. supportive. Mm-hmm. You do like a hundred things every day to help other people. Mm-hmm. But I bet you don't even think about that as an accomplishment. I don't. You're absolutely right. Just saying. Something and to it, consider. It, and it tracks to that thing that we were talking about another, you know, a few days ago about how wealthy people, uh, what was that? Like if you, like a, a, a big hearted person and a wealthy person aren't usually the same person or something <laughs> like that. Um, which is like a whole other conversation, but but it is it does track to what we just talked about, which is like oh, you being generous with other people doesn't count. Yeah, right? like, yeah, like, like that, that doesn't, doesn't count. count. But on, but it it does. It's an accomplishment. It's huge in relationship to. But our culture does. Ah, here we go. Our, yeah. our culture doesn't reward it. Yeah, I and would so, say that I feel. But if I wrote a check for a million dollars, to yeah. some, then be like, oh, here's yeah, a here's a building for you. <laughs> The Joshua Townsend <laughs> Center for Vegan yeah. Veganism. Yeah, there's a wing. Well, well, a small check. I'll just take a wing. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Yes, it was eye-opening because I think he asked me to do ten. And when you have to think about ten things you accomplished in a day, you really have to get small. <laughs> like, I woke up. Like I brushed my teeth. <laughs> I flossed. Uh huh. Um, I made my bed. But yes, our culture does not value. Um, it doesn't value that, but mm-hmm. it does. Ma- it did make me aware of like, yeah, just little things of like, can I be nicer to people because that's an accomplishment, right? Kindness. You know, can yeah. I be more patient with people because that's Patience. an accomplishment? Yeah. Because normally accomplishments for me are outcomes, products, you know, yeah. things like that. Th- things with zeros. Mm-hmm. Things with zeros. Um, Okay, where are we? What's going on? End of part one. Boom. Done. No. Are we oh. going to do what mine were for the year? Oh, what mine? Oh, 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 we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We didn't finish up. Yes, complete. Oh, yeah. Let's just complete this. I'm so which sorry. Is that, um, if we go, and by the way, I'll put in the show notes, but you can go back and listen to the tape of what Joshua and I <laughs> set our goals for last year. Uh, I had two goals. One of them was to read, uh, to do a personal story on stage once a month. Wow. Which I went like... I think seven for 12. <laughs> so, which is, which is probably like 80% more than you did the previous yes, year. So, yes, so huge, yes, huge yes. uptick. So, okay. um, I want, yes. And a huge thanks to you because I want to say three of those seven was a uh, notes on your notes, mm-hmm. Josh Townsend production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're a huge support there. Sure. Um, and I still need to like do more stories. See, the first place I go to is, yeah, where did I not do? Yeah. Need to go get out there and go to new, new nights. Uh, but I did, did those. So that was way better. Way, mm-hmm. way better. So mm-hmm. let's just say good job. And the second thing, I think I had three things. The second thing was to digitize my five notebooks of personal writing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you talked earlier about changing your attention. After I got through digitizing one, <laughs> meaning typing it up, yeah. I was like, this process is not working. Yeah. Um, and we shifted. We talked about this actually on the show in April. Mm-hmm. I decided just to read through them. And when mm. I found something that I felt could become a story, mm. I worked on it. Mm. So I wrote it up and I then started developing the story, Excellent. which was a much better process for me because digitizing 400 pages is pain. Yes. And so I don't know how I did on that goal. I think you, I did better. Did, I still you, have not gone through them, but I have started i have a new process which i like you have a new process which is fantastic 
Um, and the final thing I committed to doing, which I went a total zero on, was to share a portion of a personal story, I think at least on one episode of Notes on Your Notes. So at the end, like, do... And now some bonus content. Adam tells a personal uh, story, like Mr. Rogers. Can can I can I say that you created the content? You just didn't ex- you just didn't share it on this on this yes. podcast. Can yes. I say that? Yes, and I know why. So because why don't well why? Oh, because I think I feel in a live situation where it's not recorded and living on the internet for the rest of my world huh. life, I can be more vulnerable. Huh. And my personal storytelling telling is vulnerable, and I think I get freaked out about telling it. Which yeah. was, I think, the block we've talked about before yeah. on the show. Yeah, because 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 yeah, because you did it. You did it in Kauai. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have gotten to the point where I can, on a one-off, yeah, get on stage and tell a story. Well, a deeply personal, like yes. like you're talking about here, a deeply yes, personal indeed. story. Yeah. The only thing was is that you know the the contraband audio file that I had to purchase for a hundred dollars <laughs> was a little steep. You know what I mean? Just so I could get it. <laughs> so you can put it on there from you know from that lady sitting in the front row the one that you kind of edited yeah the, you know she okay. was she was she drove a hard bargain let me tell you man i offered her 50 and she was like no 100 they walked out so quickly when that show was <laughs> over you know i've never seen, upload i've never seen a 75 year old person move so quickly because they wanted their 100 bucks they wanted to upload it to me fast that's what was going on <laughs> you're like we have a moderate facebook budget for that <laughs> ad budget um this is the end of episode one of the creative <laughs> workbook. Uh, notes on your notes.com forward slash 2020. Go download it. Instagram will do videos explaining how to do it. Um, just if you don't like reading, because I know some people don't. Um, find a partner to do it with. Print it. Get a cup of coffee. Meet it in nature at a coffee shop, someplace that is exciting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and think through it and let it be like a patient way to, to go about doing it um like us on facebook leave us a review on apple Podcasts. uh if there are things you like or don't like about the workbook notes on your notes at gmail.com um it's helpful for me to know because i rewrite it and sometimes i even rewrite it during the year Mm -hmm. so uh that's super helpful and on facebook josh posts all about creative process there's so much good content you get updates about all the future episodes uh as well on instagram so that's a resource uh is there anything i left out you did great man I, mean, I just can't wait for part two next week part, part two, two. Yeah. next week it gets yeah. real you know what next week is we actually start to look at our goals for 2020 yes and our commitments yes and that's the second part of it um, which means Josh and I have some work to do between now and next week yep uh, awesomeness Joshua thank you for being so honest vulnerable truthful thank you thank you for setting up such a beautiful opportunity for this to happen so thanks for doing all the work you did and, and deep appreciation for your vulnerability honesty and um, depth of insight yes and if I was like yes of course I'm <laughs> that's not what I meant I meant I was going to say yes thanks Joshua because we actually did a little Facebook live around the workbook it's up on the Facebook page mm. uh, I would never have done that if Josh hadn't gotten me to do that we did it together and it so, was fun that's more um, we just go through it and you can see our faces okay uh, the music on this show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod sound editing is me We will talk to you next week. Go forth, create.